Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Good morning, Andrew. Hello there, Edwin. Good to see you today as we continue looking at Psalm 51. Yes, sir, Psalm 51. I've got the New American Standard translation today. Read it. Of course, if you want to share with us your thoughts, what you're learning, you can go to our new group page on Facebook. On Facebook. Text yes. Talk group page. Yeah, check it out. Be involved in the conversation. All right. Psalm 51 for the New American Standard. For the choir director, a psalm of David, when Nathan the prophet came to him after he had gone into Bathsheba. Be gracious to me, O God, according to your loving kindness. According to the greatness of your compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only, I have sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you are justified when you speak and blameless when you judge. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire truth in the innermost being, and in the hidden part you will make me no wisdom. Purify me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness. Let the bones which you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and sustain me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will be converted to you. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, the God of my salvation. Then my tongue will joyfully sing of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, that my mouth may declare your praise. For you do not delight in sacrifice, Otherwise, I would give it. You were not pleased with burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. O God, you will not despise. By your favor, do good to Zion. Build the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in righteous sacrifices, in burnt offering and whole burnt offering. Then young bulls will be offered on your altar. Andrew, this is another one of those times when I have to say that while I cannot explain thoroughly the order of the Psalms from beginning to end, though though as we've been going along, I've been kind of picking up some, some general ideas, but I can't sure. explain from beginning to end the order of the Psalms. However, I think I can say I know why this one was next. <clears throat> well, and then in this particular book of Psalms, I think we'd say not chronological. <laughs> no, no, it's not because it's chronological. That's yeah, true. We yeah. moved from a collection of the sons of Korah yeah. and Asaph, and now we've gone back to a Davidic psalm, which, oh, hey, hey, by the way, let me just throw this out. This is, I think, pretty cool. This is the first Psalm of David in book two. Right, yeah. Talk and about it that. and it gives it a, a heading of a particular event in David's life. Yes. Back in Psalm uh, back in the first book of Psalms, mm-hmm. Psalm three is the first one attributed to David. Mm-hmm. And it also gives a particular event in David's life. And here's what I think is really interesting connection between these two first Psalms of David. 
that first one in, in the Psalm three, the first one in book one was written when he was fleeing from Absalom. Okay. Which of course, think about this. Why was he fleeing from Absalom ultimately? Yeah. Because of this sin. Yeah, that's right. This sin, as you brought up the other day, the sword would never leave his house. And it's because of that that Absalom ends up having yeah. his rebellion. And so much of David's reaction... And, and things that David had done secretly must be done openly, openly and, against and, him. And, and on the rooftops. Yeah. Right. And so this, this sin that we're reading about, this repentance in this psalm, in Psalm 51, back in Psalm 3, we were seeing his prayer during the aftermath of that, during the consequences on through his life. Because mm-hmm. sin has consequences. It even does. even when reaching. sin is forgiven, sin has consequences in our life. And so I, I think we've got and, to keep and that in mind. And they're unforeseen. I mean, that, that's one of the terrible things about sin, which I don't know that we've just talked a whole lot about sin per se this week. But, <laughs> well, I mean, on a sense we have, but we've been talking about this sort of... Um, brokenness reaction to it when you realize you have sin. We've talked about the response of convicted sinners. That's what we see with David here. But this idea of sin itself and not being able to see all the ways it harms, all the ways it plays out, like throwing throwing the uh, the rock in the in the pond, and you don't see how far all the ripples go from it. I mean, that's the way sin is. That's some of the bar- burden of it and the awfulness of it. Yes, absolutely. So I had said, while I can't give the order of the Psalms or why they're in the order from beginning to end, this is another one of those places where I say, I think I know why this one was next. Mm-hmm. And that's because in the previous Psalm, in Psalm 50, the Psalm of Asaph, uh, he makes this big deal out of their terrible sacrifices. Yeah, that's right. And highlights how they were offering sacrifices incorrectly. And when mm-hmm. we talked about that and recognize what's going on there, it's as, it's as if the Israelites had bought into the pagan worldview that a sacrifice was providing a need for God. Right. And so now I'm bartering with God. Yeah. I'll give you this thing that you need, and you give me that thing that you need. Now we come into this psalm. And David is saying, you know what, I'm not going to give you sacrifices because that's not what you want. What you want is the broken and contrite heart. So in Psalm 50, we've got folks offering sacrifices, but with the wrong heart. Mm -hmm. Now in Psalm 51, we see David having the right attitude. Now, let's not... Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to ask you, is, is um, is that sort of the connection you see? I'm looking at Psalm 51 now, but between verse 17 and... In verse 19 and verse 17, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. In verse 19, though, he goes, with burnt offering and whole burnt offerings, we'll offer bulls on your altar. So I mean, it's kind of like it's all these sacrifices. Well, I think that clarifies that David is not saying, I'm not ever going to offer sacrifices. David is not saying, you don't want sacrifices at all. It's another one of these rhetorical uh, expressions. Uh-huh. It, it's, it's a hyperbole. I know what you want most is this. Otherwise, this other thing doesn't count. Yes, you've asked for sacrifices, mm-hmm. and we'll give sacrifices. But what, what you really want is the broken and contrite heart. That's the sacrifice you're looking for. Otherwise, this other sacrifice doesn't count. Mm. And that's what was going on in Psalm 50. In Psalm 50, they didn't have the broken and contrite heart. They had a ritualistic barter kind of mindset. We're just going to continue on in our sins and and then go offer a sacrifice, and that should count. But David says, no, I know that's not what you want. You don't just want these sacrifices. 
you know, if I can think of a similar kind of expression, it's kind of like when Jesus talks about the fact that we're supposed to love God by hating our parents. And oh, I our, see. Yeah. He doesn't literally mean we're supposed to hate. It's this comparative deal. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. this comparative deal that I love God so much that the relationship I have with my family looks like hate in comparison. It's a relative deal. And I think that's what's going on here. David is not trying to say, oh, you didn't really want sacrifices. He's saying, what you really want is my heart to be broken and contrite. Then the sacrifices will count. Then the sacrifices will be worth something. And so in that way, as Psalm 51 gives voice to a broken spirit and a contrite heart, as it gives voice to the, the terrible... Uh, reality of sin, that should be instructive to all the Israelites about their sacrifices. Remember, again, why we call these sin offerings. This is what sin is. This is what sin does. It means that God is completely righteous to speak and blameless to judge, to destroy you and kill you for these sins. But something else, something else can be sacrificed to pay for the sin. You know, talking about that idea of God is completely right and blameless to judge, this issue of a broken and contrite heart is also not simply, oh, no, I'm in trouble. He's going to punish me. Mm. Let me go ask for forgiveness. It's it's actually a broken and contrite heart. I am sad over what I have done, which reminds me of what Paul talked about in 2 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 10 Mm. when he said that a godly grief brings repentance, whereas a worldly grief brings death. So repentance is an idea of a turning, right? A, a change of direction. Um, it's not synonymous with um, reparation. There's some things that you can't make up. There's some things that you cannot restore. I mean, even David, given this context for the psalm, and he admits, I'm guilty of murder. Well, he does not have the power to restore life. Only God can make life. David can't do that. And so what's going to repentance going to look like here, right? Well, the, good point. I appreciate you bringing up it's not reparation, it's not restitution. Restitution, it's not, that's the word, not restoration. Restitution. Well, either one of those words would be great. I can't make up for it. I yeah. can't pay for this. I, repentance, seeking forgiveness, is admitting to God, this is, this is such a big deal, I, I can't do anything about this. Yeah. In fact, uh, this whole psalm even reminds me, especially the way it begins, of the New Testament passage, the story that Jesus tells about the tax collector and the Pharisee as the tax collector is beating his breast, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. Mm -hmm. I think this is a tax collector that read this psalm. Right. And so I guess where I was going with that is saying that David's message is not, and I'll, I'll make it up to you. Now, I am going to praise you, and I'm going to teach sinners, and they'll be converted, but it's all about your greatness. I can't make up for this. It's too big. And it's it's when I understand how big it is, and it's when I understand how the consequences, when I understand what it's done to my soul, to my relationship with God, what, what I've done to the reputation of right, God, right. that's when I have the brokenness and the contrition, uh, the, the difference between that godly and worldly grief, the godly grief that brings honor and glory to mm-hmm, God, that recognizes mm-hmm. how amazing God is, that doesn't minimize, that doesn't dismiss. And, you know, look, statements like, I'm only human. Everybody does it. It was only 
fill in the blank. Yeah. Those are all statements that those are not humble statements. Those are not contrite statements. Those are statements of stubborn pride and arrogance that actually refuse forgiveness. Uh, It's it's like what we said earlier in the week. We're trying to say sin is no big deal. So you should forgive me for that. No, the broken and contrite heart is the one that recognizes how awful the sin is. This, this point is made in lots of other passages. Consider Isaiah chapter 66. Isaiah says, thus says the Lord, Isaiah 66, 1 and 2, heaven is my throne, the earth is my footstool, what is the house that you would build for me, and what is the place of my rest? All these things my hand has made, and so all these things came to be, declares the Lord. But this is the one to whom I will look, he who is humble and contrite in spirit and trembles at my word. He says, look, you guys haven't built a house for me. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not living there. Look, heaven is my home. Right. Earth is my footstool. You're going to build a little house there for me and think you've accomplished something that now makes me owe you? Not at all. He said, let me, let me tell you who I forgive. I don't forgive people because I owe them. I forgive people when they have humble, broken, contrite hearts. Now, listen to this as he continues on. In, this is Isaiah 66, 3. He who slaughters an ox is like one who kills a man. He who sacrifices a lamb like one who breaks a dog's neck. He who presents a grain offering like one who offers pig's blood. He who makes a memorial offering of frankincense like one who blesses an idol. These have chosen their own ways and their soul delights in their abominations. I also will choose harsh treatment for them and bring their fears upon them because when I called no one answered when I spoke they did not listen but they did what was evil in my eyes and chose that in which I did not delight what he says is when you don't have the broken and contrite heart you can go offer the sacrifice but you might as well be offering a pig you might as well be just murdering another person if you don't have the broken and contrite heart so without the heart it's not just vain worship it's even a corrupted worship a mockery of worship which is its own kind of abominable deed Mm, yes wow yeah, it's, it's useless. It's yeah. vain. It's yeah. pointless. Thanks for listening in today. We're so happy that you're taking time to bring your devotion to the Lord and helping us be a part of that. We'd love to hear from you. Send us a message at texttalk at christiansmeethere.org or go over, go over onto the Facebook group and comment there, and let's talk about Psalm 51 some more over there. Let's wrap up with a prayer. Holy God, you are magnificent. You are the great God. We humble ourselves before you because we have profaned your name. We, as your children who wear your name, when we sin, we have dishonored you, we have distorted your image, and we ask for your forgiveness. There is nothing we can do to pay it back. There is nothing we can do to make up for it. Lord, we humble ourselves with broken and contrite hearts, and we pray that you would give us clean hearts and renew in us right spirits. May we bring glory to you. Through your Son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. 
Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna! Christ is captain of the mighty throne.